dedicated to making the classics readable, relevant, and fun. Each episode, we'll discuss one classic book and share some recommendations for more contemporary reads that feature similar themes. As two nerdy bookworms, we appreciate the role of classic lit, but we won't get too academic about it. We'll talk about the books we love and the books we loathe, and help stock your TBR pile with old and new reads for every literary taste. Hey, Chelsea. Hi, Sarah. How are you today? I am good. It is 101 degrees in Denver Oh my gosh. So I am hiding inside in the air conditioning and excited to talk about fall with you. (laughs) It's a good day to talk about some chilly, crisp weather. (laughs) Exactly. How are you? I'm good. It's not that hot out, but it has been a really hot week. So likewise, I'm excited to think about the days when I'll put a sweater on to go outside. Yes. Oh, I miss my sweaters. I miss my clothes. Do you find yourself in quarantine wishing you had something to get dressed for? Yes. I put jeans on for the first time today in a long time and I felt so fancy. (laughs) (laughs) I miss lipstick. I'm a lipstick kind of gal. Like I don't wear a ton of makeup, but I love having bright, bold lipstick. But what's the point of putting that on when you're going to wear a mask out in public? Oh, yeah. Yeah. One day. One day, (laughs) our shoes, it's really my shoes that I miss the most because I barely leave the house. I'm just (laughs) in slippers all day, which I I love in some ways, but, you know. Good problems to have, but certainly we miss miss the little things. (laughs) We do. So today we are sharing our fall classics lineup. We had so much fun doing our summer preview episode and getting ourselves and you all excited about what's to come and we can't wait to do the same for fall. It's nice to get a little hyped up before we launch the new season and I just think it's fun to share a little bit of extra background information and the reasoning behind our book choices and we have a really fun little surprise in here in the mix for our listeners so I'm excited to chat about all of these. Yeah, me too. So before we dive into the books, let's share our podcast plans a little bit for the fall and our back to school season. Yeah, I I mean, we have been talking about doing a back to school theme for a long time for the fall, but especially right now as teachers, students, and parents are super stressed about going back to school. And the fall just holds so many unknowns for everyone. We're hoping to inject a little bit of the joy of learning into the world and just celebrate the more academic side of our podcast and just our personalities and just share some more nerdy content in this fall season that gets a little more academic than usual to hopefully make everyone excited about learning, even if the school season is really nerve-wracking. Yeah. (laughs) The school season is really (laughs) nerve-wracking, but I always love the feeling in the air in the fall, and it feels like, fall feels like starting over. Like, even in my planners, I think because I'm a teacher, but I'll probably always do this for as long as I live, I get the academic year planner that starts in August, and I just 
to me, that's the real feeling of a new year. And I am excited for a new season, a nerdy season, and to share some books that I'm sure are super familiar to a lot of listeners and also to read a few new books myself and get to talk about them with you. Same. I am also thinking I'm going to buy myself some school supplies this year. (laughs) Yeah, I actually, I bought myself some nicer pencils earlier in quarantine and they were very much worth the investment and yeah, I'm forgetting the name. Treat. Yeah, a little treat. It makes a huge difference and I like having my like desk space all set up and it makes me feel put together even when I'm not. Definitely. All right, well, let's get started talking about these books. We have a really big variety here, but you had put up a pretty much an informal poll in your Instagram stories asking what is the book when we say high school reading what's the one book that you think of and do you want to announce what this book is <laughs> yes this was no surprise to me and I'm sure it won't be any surprise to our listeners out there the by far and away most popular book mentioned in that poll was The Great Gatsby by F. Scott Fitzgerald. I think it had about almost 50 people mention this as the book they thought of as quintessential high school reading. And I think the next highest was maybe 15. So this blew everything else out of the water. Everyone reads The Great Gatsby in high school. And I've taught it. So I am super excited to to do this one. I don't think I've read it since high school, so it's going to be really fun to revisit. We hinted a lot about this one in our episode on passing, and we kind of made a strong recommendation to replace The Great Gatsby, so I'm curious to see if we still feel as strongly after reading it, and I just think it's going to be fun to talk about a book that so many people have had experience with. Yeah, I agree, and I... I I like The Great Gatsby and I enjoy teaching it. It's not my favorite, but there's so much to talk about with it. And not just the book itself, but kind of the cultural conversation and, I don't know, aesthetics around it that are so popular in our culture. And there's a new graphic novel edition of The Great Gatsby out from Scribner. And it's beautiful and definitely recommend if you want to read along with us but don't want to pour through the pages of it. That would be a fun thing to flip through before our September episode of The Great Gatsby. Yeah, and this one also has a little bit of a summery feel to it. So we wanted to put it right at the beginning of the fall season so it's kind of a transition into fall. It's still got that glittery, glamorous summer party feel, but it just, I mean, you can't help but think of school when you think of Gatsby, and so many people, for the first time, their encounter with it is in the classroom, so it'll be fun for sure. Yes, absolutely. And then we wanted to kind of balance this one with a book that we wished we had read in high school, and do you want to share what that one is? Yeah, we decided to go with a modern classic 
I think partly because we both wish we would have been reading more modern contemporary texts in high school. Oh, totally. <laughs> we, I, it's kind of misleading that we have a classics podcast and we're like, <laughs> you don't need to read the classics in school. <laughs> or kind of even opposed. Like, I would argue we shouldn't be reading the classics in school. <laughs> But this one is a modern classic. We decided to go with Love Medicine by Louise Erdrich, and I'm really excited to read her work. I've only read one of her novels, and she's prolific. Yeah, I haven't read any of her novels, so I am very excited for this one. The I think this one is on the reading list for the seniors in a certain class at my high school, so... Oh, nice. Yeah, which is awesome. So I'll have to ask some of them about their experience with it, too. But yeah, I, I'm so excited. I actually have like a gorgeous copy of this book. I can't wait to show you and our listeners. And I'm excited to finally crack it open. Oh, nice. I believe that this is Erdrich's first novel. I think that's right. So I'll double check to make sure that it's her first novel, but it is the first book in her Native American trilogy, and I just have a hunch that you're really going to fall in love with her writing because she writes complicated family stories. Yeah, I think I'm going to love her. And I, yeah, it's she's an author I've been meaning to read for so long, and I, I have no idea what's kept me from it. Um, I think maybe there's a gap in my reading of modern classics because I read all, you know, so many classics through high school and college and graduate degrees. And then I read a lot of contemporary new releases, but there's this like hole in time where I haven't read a bunch of these great books. Yeah. I mean, the, certainly the eighties and nineties I have barely touched as far as reading books from those decades. So yeah, I'm excited about this one. And I think we wish we would have read it partly because of that modern flair, but also because I don't remember reading any works by Native American authors in school. Me neither. I remember reading about Native American people by white authors, but I don't remember reading any indigenous voices. I will be Really excited to talk about that element as well when we get into Louise Erdrich. Okay, October is going to be so much fun because we decided to lean into the Halloween spirit and the creepy feel and those kind of dark fall works. And for our first pick in October, we are going to read a play. And this one holds very fond memories for me. Um, We're going to do The Crucible by Arthur Miller. Yeah, I am so excited for this. It's rare, I think, for even very avid readers to pick up plays for pleasure reading. But I think everyone remembers the experience of reading a play in high school. And whether you were in theater or not, there's always a play you study, even if you only get to Shakespeare. You remember those days of your teacher dividing up the roles and reading aloud. And so there really is just this back to school feeling of that. Plus the crucible is the perfect play for fall. 
It is, and it's going to have such amazing pairings to go with it that it's definitely one that I can imagine, even if people are like the Crucible, I don't really want to listen to them talk about that. First of all, it's juicy and so much fun to discuss. And second, the pairings are going to be so, so fun. Yeah, absolutely. So The Crucible by Arthur Miller, if you're unfamiliar, is a play about the Salem witch trials and a group of girls who are accusing the people in their town of witchcraft and it is wild and there are twists and there are turns and there are characters you absolutely hate and then you step back and think why am I hating this character oh it's gonna be so fun yeah I'm really excited about that one and then We are going to do something really fun for our next pick in Halloween. Why don't you go ahead and tell everyone what we're going to do here. Okay, so we wanted to do a very Halloween classic for our um, second classic of October. And so we decided we wanted to do a monster book, but we want you listeners to vote on which monster book we do. So we're either going to cover Beowulf like the classic monster epic or Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, one of the very first horror novels ever written. Later this week, we're going to be posting a poll on our Instagram stories asking whether you'd rather hear us cover Beowulf or Frankenstein, and then we will be at your mercy. We will cover whichever book you choose. I would be completely happy with either. Again, I think the pairings for either of these would be really fun. They both have super fascinating backstories and histories to them. So I think that either one would be a lot of fun. Yeah, I don't know which way I'm leaning. I I have, I've taught both. I've taught Frankenstein so many times, I feel like I could have a full conversation with you about it in my sleep. (laughs) And that makes it both fun, but also... Maybe I want to re- revisit Beowulf for the first time in a while. I don't know. I have no idea which way I'm leaning. I'm excited either way. I, yeah, that's tough. I have not even read Frankenstein, but I really enjoyed the history of it. And Beowulf, I <laughs> did a deep dive in a German literature class that was taught in German. So, That is also really fascinating, and both of them are going to be so fun to talk about and get super nerdy about. Oh, yes. Well, I either way want to hear more about that German class (laughs) that you took. (laughs) It was really fun. We will definitely talk about it, especially if we do a fairy tales episode. Yes, we, we need to do that. All right, and then after our monster book, we're moving into November, and we really wanted to cover a mystery. So... Mysteries aren't often read in school. Genre books tend to get left off the curriculum lists, which I know we both have strong feelings about, but fall is the perfect time to pick up a mystery, and we're going real classic with this one and reading And Then There Were None by Agatha Christie. Did you start reading Agatha Christie as a kid, or have you kind of come to her mysteries as an adult? I'm really curious about when people pick her up. I have only ever read one Agatha Christie book, Murder on the Orient Express, and I read it as an adult. I wasn't a big mystery reader as a kid. 
Okay, I I was definitely a mystery reader as a kid, and oh, I remember awesome. sort of you graduate from Nancy Drew to Agatha Christie, but I don't remember loving Agatha Christie the way that I did Nancy Drew. And I think I'm with you that Murder on the Orient Express might be the only one that I've read in its entirety. And then maybe I've kind of like picked up some Christie audiobooks and put them down. But I have heard from lots of fans of Agatha Christie that and then there were none is like the that's the best one. That's what I've heard too. So I'm I'm really excited. I these are short, I think. Mm-hmm. And I've enjoyed becoming more of a mystery reader. I tend to read maybe one mystery a month, not that much. But I love in any genre seeing kind of the roots of the genre. So I'm excited to see some of those classic murder tropes. I just watched Knives Out the other night and I love that movie I love so it much. So much. It's so good. And that made me really excited because I think and then there were none is like a locked door mystery too. Is that what you call it? Closed room? I don't know. Where there's only a certain yeah. number of people who it could be. Any so. of those. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited for that one. And again, the pairings are going to be fantastic. Yes. When we choose our seasonal lineup, we're thinking about the classics, but we also think a lot about what we might be able to pair them with and making sure that our pairings will be appropriate for seasonal reading too. So we're going to have a lot of good fall reads for all of these and some good mysteries with Agatha Christie. All right, Chelsea, what is our final book for the fall? All right, we decided we would love to talk about a book that we think should be in every high school curriculum. And the book that we chose is The Autobiography of Malcolm X. This is one of my favorite books of all time. It's one of the books that helped me realize I love memoir, and it is a book that has significantly shaped my worldview, so I'm so excited for this one. I'm really excited for this. I have not read the full text. I've read some excerpts, but I actually recently had a conversation with a former student who just graduated college, and she's in the process of organizing a bunch of her alumni peers to approach the school where I work and kind of give them some feedback about their lack of um, commitment to and education on racial justice issues. And when I met with this former student, she mentioned reading the autobiography of Malcolm X in college and saying how it completely opened her eyes to what what she didn't get a chance to learn in high school. And she was extremely emotional about it. And so even though I have not read this from that one conversation, I can say, I agree. This is a book every high schooler should read. So much of it has to do with the narrative that we get about Malcolm X, the way he's pitted against Martin Luther King Jr. in history books from like fourth grade onward. And reading this book, I just, it made me not only stop and think about the false narrative that I was taught about him, but about so many things in my history education. 
And I just think including it in the high school curriculum, maybe kids have had great history teachers who did a much better job of um, crafting an accurate narrative and sharing who Malcolm X really was. But if they didn't, then picking this up in high school could be so eye-opening and life-changing. Yeah, I I think that that is such a good point. And I think it's such a such an important point too that it's not just that things are left out of our history books but there are false narratives in our history books and as teachers it's our jobs to learn to the false narratives that we were taught and then <laughs> change that narrative for our students and so I'm really really excited to to read this one Okay, I know this is going to be really tough, but we like to do this at the end of our seasonal preview episodes. Do you have one book that you think you're the most excited to read and or discuss on the show? I think I'm most excited to read Love Medicine because I I think once I do, I might find like a new favorite author and then I'll have a bunch of additional Erdrich titles to, to read. So I'm I'm excited about that. In terms of our discussion, I think I'm most excited to talk about the Crucible. How about you? The Crucible. (laughs) Crucible, Yeah. (laughs) Um, I also I have two books that I would like to read soon that I think will be really really good pairings for the Crucible, and I'm so excited to read those books that that excitement for the Crucible is just ramped up that much more. But I, I think, I mean, I'm excited to go back and read the autobiography of Malcolm X again. And it's the kind of book that I know I could read every few years and get something new out of it based on just new things that I've learned and the state of the world and just how things have changed since I read it last. So it's one that I'm excited to revisit. That's Awesome. I love when you find those those books. All right. Well, before we wrap this up, should we share some of the other fall episode plans we have for readers? Yeah, we have some listeners? really <laughs> we have some really fun episodes planned. So, let me look at our recording schedule. Um, we're going to talk about one of your favorite, is it maybe a subgenre, campus novels? Yeah, I feel like maybe it's a subgenre or maybe it's just one of those it's like a reader trope. constructed genres. Yeah. I love campus novels. A lot of people love campus novels, especially in the fall. So we're going to do a TBR toppler where we talk about lots of campus novels. As always, Short Story Club, we really love those episodes and we have a couple of creepy short stories that we're kind of tossing around that we might want to do. So we'll definitely read a short story. We want to have a special guest on. We have some ideas about that as well. And we do want to spend some time in an episode this fall talking about a very teachery reading concept window books and mirror books, which is not a perfect metaphor by any means, and we'll talk more about that, but is a good way of kind of checking in with yourself as a reader about whether you're reading books that both reflect your own experience and books that allow you to peek into a completely different experience than your own. 
Yeah, and we'll figure out some other ways to get extra nerdy and academic, and we'll kind of take the temperature of our listeners and see just how just how <laughs> school, back-to-school-ish they want to get, and we'll kind of gauge some content based on that, but because yeah, we so can get really nerdy. <laughs> we can, so you all have to let us know when we've gone too far. <laughs> Sarah, before we go, would you like to just give us a little bonus book recommendation and share one book that just feels like fall to you, like putting on a sweater or crunching on some leaves on the sidewalk? I love a bonus book recommendation, so (laughs) I don't know if I'm going to go with one book, but with one author. Sarah Waters is an author whose books feel like fall to me, so she is a fantastic British writer who really captures the gothic vibes of books like Jane Eyre and Wuthering Heights and Rebecca, all of those vibes that I love. But she she, she likes to illuminate, as she says, kind of the absence of LGBTQ people in those books, those, those classics where those characters, those people are pushed to the margins and she likes to bring them into her gothic novels. And I just love that. I, I love her really passionate commitment to giving her books the same vibe and eeriness and haunted house delightfulness of those gothic classics. But her Also, refusal to accept that LGBTQ people just didn't exist during Victorian times, and that's why they're not in these books. And so I love her. Tipping the Velvet is probably her most famous, but The Little Stranger is also fantastic, as is Fingersmith. I just, I love them all. That's a great recommendation. I think I have to go with Mystery and... I love Tana French. I think she is maybe the greatest mystery author of our time. She writes really atmospheric, I mean, they're just amazing prose and psychological mysteries told mostly from the perspective of the detectives where you're really in the detectives' minds and you get to see their relationships and how the mysteries are affecting them. In the Woods is the first one in her Dublin murder series. So this is set in Ireland, which is also just like a great moody place to go in the fall. And The Likeness is the second one. And that one has more to do with students on a college campus. So that's a great one to pick up in the fall. And I think all of her books are fantastic. But those first two in the Dublin murders series are particular favorites of mine. I really like the likeness as well. Do you think there's something about Brit lit that feels very fall? (laughs) Because we both picked British authors. That's true. I, I mean, I think there is something about that, that gothicness that Britlet tends to have that lends itself really well to the fall. Speaking of that, I started listening to Mexican Gothic on audio and that is amazing so far. I can't wait to read. Just as a bonus, bonus rack. Yeah, bonus, bonus <laughs> rack. 
Maybe we'll have to do an episode about gothic literature as well, or just the genre of gothic lit and what it means. That would be really fun, too. That's true. I I love a good gothic mystery. And a ton of French's books aren't gothic, but it's just the feeling of it. And yeah, I also, I wonder if it's just that armchair travel element and a lot of boarding school books are set in Great Britain. So maybe that's part of it too. Yeah. The like dreary weather, chunky sweater vibe yeah. <laughs> of a British campus novel. Something to think about. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, Sarah, this was really fun to talk about, and I can't wait to hear listener reactions to our fall lineup. Me too. We can't wait to hear what you think, which ones you're going to read, which ones you know you hate and are going to skip. We just, we love hearing all of your opinions on those. For more classic lit enthusiasm and podcast news, you can follow us on Instagram at Novel Pairings Pod, and you can always comment on our posts or hop into our dms to tell us what you think about this fall lineup and we would love to know what you'll pick up and read along with us so feel free to tag us when you do pick up these books and please go ahead and tell your friends about the novel pairings podcast this is a great one to send a friend who is just starting to listen to us because they get a little preview of what we're going to talk about and get to know us a little bit better so go ahead and share this episode with a friend And if you're really loving our show, we would so appreciate it if you wrote a review on Apple Podcasts for us. We'll be back with our next episode on The Fellowship of the Ring by J.R.R. Tolkien next week. Thank you to Michelle for all of her help on this episode and to Miles Eichner and Mark Anderson for our theme music. Until next week, we declare after all, there is no enjoyment like reading how much sooner one tires of anything.